Hey guys, before we get into the episode, it blows my mind that we're launching another podcast. And this time, I actually want to feature you guys as a guest. Now, if you're a six-figure entrepreneur who has your own podcast and you listen to the show, I actually want to interview you on our brand new podcast, which is called Six Figure Podcast Rebels. You just need to go to www.top100interview.com and you can apply to get featured. All right, guys, back to the show. Have you ever looked at yourself in the mirror and thought, wow, I really thought I'd be further ahead by now? If so, you are not alone. I've spent the last two years traveling the globe looking for the answers. The problem is, it's fear of failure that was holding me and so many of you back. I realized that no one was telling the real story of entrepreneurship. So I flew to the US, decided to face my fear and go all out to build my million dollar business completely from scratch. But the real question is, how will I do it? Join me on my journey and find out as we build our online tribe and share the internet's top marketing secrets. My name is Jamie Atkinson, and this is the Entrepreneur Junkie Movement. Hey guys, welcome back. I'm here once again for the third and final episode with Alicia Rep. In the last couple of episodes, we've been digging deep onto some really practical advice on how you can move the needle forward and really start to take action. And she actually dropped three specific steps in the last episode, which is exactly what you guys need to do right now. And you know, in the episode, we tell you, hey, pause this episode, go and do that shit, and then come back once you're done and you have permission to listen to the rest of this. So if you haven't checked out those last two episodes, go jump on now. They're short, sharp, and sweet, so you can take action on them straight today. And today, Alicia, I'm super excited because we're actually going to be talking about your story and what's really powerful in your story, because I know a little bit about it already and we're going to share it right now with the audience, is that to become the you that you always knew that you could be, the, the part of you that's helping people and making a real difference in the world, you had to really leave the old you behind. Mm-hmm. And, and that's something that's very difficult for people to wrap their head around. So can you share with the audience and, and just tell us about that, that whole process and, and why you wanted to do it in the first place? Yeah. So, I mean, the other day I was journaling and even though just before we started recording, I said, I'm not a crier. This, this made me cry. And it was so beautiful. I was journaling and just doing, you know, if you watch the previous episode, you'll know I talk about journaling and and having a private conversation with yourself. I was doing this and what came out was this, this quote or this statement, like, I had to leave everything behind in order to become who I am. Like I had to leave everything I know behind to become everything that I am. So to me, that was, you know, not just internally, but externally too. Like I, I felt like I had to take myself out of Vancouver where I was living out of my makeup career so that I couldn't just fall back on my old self. Right. And it's not to say you have to pack up into a suitcase and start traveling the world to do this, but I'm so lucky and blessed. I had that opportunity to do that. So I felt like I had to take it right. I had to, go beyond the logical mind, beyond all the fears, the doubts, and the worries, and just say, you know, what I did is that I'm buying a one-way ticket to Bali, and I'm not having a plan B, and I'm just doing this, right? And that was for me starting my full-time online coaching career, 
which I'd already been running for many years before, like kind of part-time on the side, you know, just dabbling, right? And I was like, I'm buying this one-way plane ticket, so I can't look back. I can't, you know, um, quit on my dreams, and I'm going to do whatever it takes to make it happen. So that was in 2016. So here we are, 2019. Wow. That's like crazy to see that you've come that far in, in such a short space of time. And what I really want to talk about is that kind of transformation and why, you know, leaving was such an important part. So, you know, why do, why do you think you felt like you had to leave to make that happen? Why didn't you just stay where you were and do it in Canada? Oh man, it really felt like, like I kind of shared before, like if I, did in Vancouver, I would have something to fall back on, right? I could just pick up the makeup brushes and go do a job, you know, to, to make ends meet, to pay my bills. Or, you know, I could just, um, you know, go to those places that I used to go to, like the parks and the, the cafes, to feel comfortable, right? But I didn't want to have that safety blanket. I felt like I had to take it all away so that all I, ha all I could do was fly, right? If there's nothing underneath me, all I, all I can do is fly. So that's what I did. I created the space, the environment, and the, um, the lifestyle to basically tell myself in the universe that this is what's happening. Like, there's no other way. I can't turn back, you know, I can't quit like I shared. It's just, that's simply it. Like, I just felt that was what I had to do. And I really want to dig into that kind of journey and that process because, you know, I know what my journey was like when, when I first left and I started traveling and, and honestly it was tough because there's a lot of temptation there to go out and to party. And I know we, you know, we actually both um, met online in, in the Chiang Mai digital nomad community. And when I was in Thailand, um, that was almost a year ago, which was kind of crazy. Both of us yeah. were really involved in this online uh, funnel world at that point. But, you know, when, when I was traveling, there was a whole lot of temptation there to, you know, to just go and um, hang out with everybody else. And, and there wasn't a lot of people that I met that were doing the entrepreneurial thing. So mm. when, when you first started and when you first left to travel, um, because a lot of people can draw similarities to that, right? It might not necessarily be that they're going and traveling the world, but some people do make a decision and, and they go out and they, and they put themselves in this position where it's like, okay, it's all or nothing now. What was that mm -hmm. first six months like? Like, was there any real difficult parts that you hit while you were trying to get off the ground? Wow. <laughs> yes. I'm getting so many flashbacks to, you know, the, the, the house we lived in Bali and the, the, the new Facebook group I started and, you know, the, the free trainings I hosted and the first clients I got. So, you know, thankfully, I had already been posting online and sharing my journey for over 10 years. So I already had, you know, as they call it, like a warm list of people who already knew me and trusted me, right? So and Alicia, you know, just to give just to give people some real like statistics about this, because I like to get real specific to help people see, you know, when yeah. you say you had a, a list of people, and when you first started from from the 10 years of posting, like how many people did you have, like just a, a ballpark? Um, it wasn't an email list, it was just my Facebook profile, all the people on there, all my friends, stuff like that. But I mean, um, thousands for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, uh, what I did was I, I took this picture of me 
after boxing, you know, and I'm all sweaty and I have the gloves on and it felt like so, like such a good symbol for my first post um, uh, coming out as a, a full-time coach, right? Mm -hmm. So I remember writing this whole, like this post, this backstory of my life, how I went to two Tony Robbins events and met Troy and started this lifestyle and I'm never turning back and, you know, who else wants this in their life, right? And I made this post and Actually, from that post, I got my first three one-on-one -on -one clients. So I do feel really blessed and grateful that I had that following already, right? Because if I didn't, oh my God, it'd be way harder, right? Um, so that's what I did. And then I started a Facebook group and I filled it. There was like 300 people in there or something like that. And I had fun. I just had fun with it. And every day, it's just, again, about discipline. I don't know if we talked about that much in the last one, but it's about... I had discipline, right? It's like, I'm going to show up every day. I'm going to do a video. I'm going to write posts. I'm going to just share value with people and get them to feel what I'm up to, right? And people started getting results and loving it. And it just sort of snowballed from there. But again, if it wasn't for that 10 years of effort and showing up before, it wouldn't have been that easy. But in a sense, behind the scenes, there was still so much like, you know, fear and scared to show up, scared to get on video, like not knowing what to say and just wanting to help so bad, but also feeling like, what am I even supposed to do? Like, it's so new to me, right? So that was a whole discovery process. Oh, and what were some of the big challenges that you faced in that process of, you know, um, you know, what were some of the big, big obstacles that you had to overcome? I mean, the hardest thing for me was, you know, selling my services, asking for money for what I was providing. Because at the time before that, it's just, I did more physical stuff. Like you can see the makeup that I put on your face and then you pay me, right? And I was like, cool, that's amazing. But that's been the hardest thing in the beginning was asking for money for this thing that, you know, at the time was so intangible. Like it, it's kind of invisible, right? And it's like, Oh man, but it just challenged me so much to ask for money and collect it, right? Because I wanted to help everyone as we do in the beginning and even still, but I knew I couldn't help everyone. And if I just gave it all away for free, then I'm going to suffer too. I won't be able to feed myself and take care of myself. And then I'm not going to be a very good coach. So it was finding that, that harmony between like, you know, giving enough value away for free, but also, you know, finding the people who wanted to take it further and pay for my services and, and figuring out how to ask for that. Like it was so challenging in the beginning. How did you find that balance? How did you do it? Ah, uh, failing so many times, right? Like, you know, um, this story comes to mind when I was doing this, that first Facebook group, it was called the Thrive Tribe. It was all for women. Um, and I just literally gave so much away for free, like everything. And, and it's not that to say I don't now, but I have a better structure and a way of flowing it, right? But at that time, I was just giving it all away for free. So then, of course, the people in that group expected it all for free, right? And so when, you know, this one, this, this one lady messaged me and said, Hey, I'd love to coach with you. Like, I love everything you're doing. And so, you know, we had a conversation and I told her about my prices and then she instantly just like attacked me and just like super haterated on me. Right. Posted screenshots on the internet and said, what a bad person I am. And, 
was like, oh my God, like, I've already been helping you so much. Like, why are you hurting me? Like, I'm just trying to help you. And you asked, right? Mm -hmm. So that was my first hater experience. And it, it actually crushed me for like a year, I realized. Like, wow. I didn't realize that I'm even shaking thinking about it, even though I've processed it all. It's like so intense, right? Like how I could let one person control the way I show up for over a year without even realizing it. How so I had it, to go ahead. How did it affect you in those moments? Did it, did it mean that you were less willing to talk about your services to people or? Well, honestly, I closed the Facebook group down shortly after that. Wow. Um, and, but a lot of good came out of that though. Like, you know, People, my, my clients that I had at the time, they rallied and, and became even closer to me and they supported me and other women in that group, you know, became closer to me and supported me also. And I realized, you know, what kind of person I wasn't out here to serve through that experience. And then I recognized how to talk to the people that I do want to serve online and almost not, not even bring or make space for those kind of people in my environment anymore, right? And then, um, you know, over that time, you know, I actually raised my prices three times over that year and created different tiers of programs that people could join. And, um, and then I ended up reopening my Facebook group, you know, and, and so through that experience, even though it was so painful at the time, and I just had like, like I had not thick skin at all. Like I was just like, Oh my God, I took it personally. And I was like, the world hates me. And Oh, you know, going into those places. But through that, like I'm sharing, you know, so much good came out of it and I have thicker skin now. And I recognize that what she said only reveals her deeper truth, not me. Right. And however I respond shows my character. So I tried my best to respond with love and care and, and also boundaries, right. Recognizing, you know, I, I'm not available for that energy and I did my best to help her, but you know, and that's fine. And that's kind of where, where it ended off. Well, thank you for sharing that because it's, it's really difficult sometimes to dig into those moments that are honestly scarring you know and they affect yeah. you and, and I've had it you know I've had people swearing at me like for for offering them something that they asked me for and saying the same stuff like I'm such a bad person for trying to do this and you know I've even done stuff before where I've given things away for free and people have still been in those moments like screw you man like you told me this was free and now you're trying to sell me something and, and it's like yeah. well yeah I gave you the three thing and now I've offered you something but yeah. the reason I'm glad you shared that is that there will be people right now who maybe have pitched people something and mm -hmm. they had their first no and sometimes it's not just a simple no thank you it's a scream in your face like what are you doing you're a bad person and the truth is, and this is really what I wanted to get to for the heart of this episode and I know you feel the same about this Alicia is that you have to push through those, those difficult moments. Like when you get the no's and when you get the people that are saying no, you have to look at it empathetically. You have to look at the reason that they're coming from that place. And like you said, you have to see that maybe they're coming at it for their own reasons or they're in a different situation to what you are, but you have to try and learn from that and, you know, still make sure that you're putting offers out there in the world because it's your responsibility. And, and I don't know if you feel the same, but for me, I feel like, 
as entrepreneurs, we have a responsibility to put our content out there, to put our products out there and to make these amazing products because these products, which are impact driven are literally going to change the world. And the way that I look at it is, you know, I have a, an amazing individual inside my Facebook group for free a lady called Jackie Doucet. And Jackie is the most loving and kind-hearted person that you see out there. And, you know, we, we launched a program a couple of weeks ago and I knew she wanted to be in the program, but she couldn't quite afford it. And she's honestly finding it hard to justify to her husband. And, and you know, in that moment, it was real challenging because she's like, oh, I really want to take this progress and I want to take it to that next level. But, you know, even though she didn't buy and she wasn't the buying person, she still, you know, gets that free help in her community. She still moves forward. And like, and I say to her all the time, like, Jackie, you've got a responsibility to put your voice out there. And, you know, luckily she's taking action. She just launched a, a, a podcast called like Beyond Retirement, which is amazing. And she's doing a great job. But, you know, for her, there was a lot of people that said no to her, you know, whether it was family members or friends or even sometimes your partner and saying, look, I don't know if that's the best idea. Like, you know, this might be the seventh or the eighth or the 10th business that you've tried that hasn't worked. And your partners are there saying like, is this the one? Is this the the one that's going to work and honestly you can look at yourself and say like well I don't know I don't know if this is the one that's going to work and, and feel under that kind of pressure that kind of pressure so I think what's really important about what you're talking about here Alicia is that you know it's okay to leave that old you behind to try and become this bigger and better version of yourself. But, you know, to people who are facing that adversity and facing that challenge of they've tried a whole bunch of things, they're not having the breakthrough. It's not coming easy to them. What's your number one piece of advice for those people? Well, as you're sharing that something was popping in my mind, just like blaring. Right. And so many people talk about rejection and they're so scared of rejection. Right. But what I want to remind you of is that, Rejection, again, it's what meaning are you putting behind that? So what I love to say is, you know, a no from one person either might be just a no right now, but maybe in the future will be a yes, or you can allow it to open you up to an even greater yes, right? So that's okay if that person said no. That's okay if they rejected you. Allow it to bring you deeper into your purpose, deeper into your mission, and even more committed to getting that result to finding the person that resonates with it, that wants to say yes wholeheartedly, right? It's better to get a wholehearted yes or a wholehearted no than a, a wishy-washy maybe sorta kinda, right? Because then you are gonna be dragging them along and wasting so much energy and it's not gonna serve either of you, right? So finding, it's, it's I, I say bring on the rejection because then it's going to get me more committed and more excited to find those people that actually want to be here, right? Yeah, that's so really powerful. That. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that so much. And, and let's talk a little bit about where you're at right now with your business, Alicia, because um, what I really love to do with these episodes is to get super real with people so that they can kind of see the success that you've achieved in the last couple of years. So with your business right now, like what are you doing exactly? Because I know you're doing coaching and you're helping people through these kind of rapid trauma healing. Um, what, what are you doing in your business? Is it one-to-one -one coaching? Is it group coaching? Like where are you guys at right now? Awesome. So, um, you know, years ago when I, or I guess in 2016, when I was like, yes, I'm doing this full time. Um, I started just doing one-to-one -one and just going super deep with people and loving that journey. And at that time it was literally like, you know, writing 
crazy content every day and showing up on live streams every day and you know, maybe getting, you know, one or two messages a month of people saying, I want to work with you. And, you know, at the time I loved it. I was like, yes, people are saying yes, you know, but also behind that was like, darn, like, where is everybody? Like what I have is amazing and I want them to experience it. Right. So it was kind of, it's always kind of that battle of frustration and, and impatience and coming back to appreciation and gratitude of what is actually happening in your business. And, you know, so that's where I started um, when I went full time. And then it just sort of started to grow and grow and grow steadily as it does, right? Because I'm the kind of person that's disciplined. I'm going to show up every day. I'm going to be there for people, even if they're paying me or not. Like, I just want to help people, right? Um, and then it kind of kept evolving and raising my prices and offering different like free challenges and free trainings and just it, like just like experimenting, throwing spaghetti at the wall, like they say, and seeing what works, right? Until I finally gathered so much data and information about the people I want to serve and how I want to show up. So now my business is, um, I wouldn't say like, much more structured, but like kind of in a sense, like I have such an understanding about who I am and what I want my business to look like, like you said, on brand, right? Um, and so now I have like, I have an assistant, which is crazy. And so like I, we talked about delegating in the previous podcast, like I've delegated so much out. So now I just get to do what I'm best at. And Honestly, at first when I did that, it was so challenging, like, man, giving up that stuff that I'm so used to doing and, and feeling like a sense of accomplishment from it was interesting to say the least. Um, but now we've sort of stabilized that. We figured out where she rocks it in my business and where I can show up, which brings me that fuel, right? So that was amazing. Um, and now it's, it's actually, I'll back track a little bit last year um you know I, I i i started this retreat business with someone and um you know that was a huge learning experience right trying to throw these big elaborate retreats in beautiful places in the world and you know it, we're actually we're actually doing one of those ourselves real soon how did it go the retreat um well the actual retreat was incredible but like everything leading up to that was like so draining, right? Um, so then again, I realized that my, my energy and my efforts aren't best used for that just yet. So that was a huge learning curve of, okay, I know I want to host these in-person events, but maybe I just didn't do it right or wasn't the right offer, the right location, whatever it was, you know, not the right time, which is important. Um, so I just dialed everything back and I was like, wait a minute, like I'm going to back myself. I don't need anyone else except for me. And when I do that, everything will work. Right. And so I did do that. And because before I was like, Ooh, I'll just work with people and, you know, do joint ventures and nothing wrong with that. But at the time it was just taking me further away from my truth and further yeah, away from the vision, the vision that I had. Yeah. And then of course, different people have different work ethics and, and, you know, I'm just like so committed and I work so fast. Right. And most people I find don't. So I was like finding myself doing everything. And it's like, Hey, if I'm already doing everything, why don't I just back myself and do this darn thing myself? 
And as soon as I like did that and like, you know, met myself in that, in that decision, woo, like everything changed. Right. And everything became super flow. And I just, you know, everything started working even better. And it was amazing after all those years of trying, trying, tinkering, playing, and just throwing spaghetti at the wall. Now it feels like I finally have like a solid foundation and a deep understanding about, you know, how I like to sell, who I like to work with, what I'm offering, how I offer it, you know, the different levels of, of packages that I sell and all this stuff, right? And looking back, you know, it feels like I almost would never get here, but it, it, it in hindsight, it, it didn't take that long. It just feels like it when you're in it because it feels like snail pace, right? Yeah. And then you look back and you're like, it's only been three years. Like, <laughs> that's crazy. I've learned so much, right? And, and talk to me about the vision. Like, and, and let's get like super long-term here. So let's say, you know, for where you're trying to go and your vision for the next, say, three or four years, like what, where do you see yourself? Where do you want to get to? Three or four years. Okay. So I'm, I'm the kind of person that has like a 10 year vision, but let's do that. Um, three or four years. So I'm open to hearing both, by the way, that's, let's do both. Okay. So we've been traveling for, you know, three years and it's been super fun, but I'm at the place now where I really want like a home base, a nest somewhere. And now that we've, you know, experienced so many places in the world, we, we know exactly what we want how we want that location to feel, you know, all that stuff. And we have the business to back it as well, like financially to be able to do that, right? Before it was all a dream and now we're living that dream. So we've been creating the next level version of it, right? And so we want to find this like sanctuary place where it's just, you know, surrounded by nature. It's near a waterfall. It's got rainbows going over it. Like it's just a super nourishing place. And, um, I want to be able to bring people there to do either VIP days or group retreats and just change people's lives and take them out of the hectic, distorted world that we live in and bring them back into coherence with themselves so that they can go out and spread that ripple even further, right? And then it's again like starting my own podcast, writing books, I've got one started and just keep producing and creating like I need to create to feel alive. I, I recognize that now. So the writing that I do is, you know, super nurturing to me. It's like, if I don't write or if I don't show up on video, I feel so heavy and disgusting when I go to bed. So what I like to say is I need to empty myself every single day of whatever's going on in here so that I can help people, but also just so I can freaking sleep, right? Yeah. I'm with you. <laughs> That's crazy. And so, so that's kind of like the next three years, right? What, what, what's your 10 year vision? Cause I love that you're thinking that far ahead. Yeah. So the 10 year vision is like, you know, I mean, and, and what I just shared with you is like, that's going to happen in the next few months, to be honest, like hmm. that's not that far away. We're going to head to South America. We're going to find our place. People will come visit. It's going to be amazing. But, um, then it's really about, you know, taking everything to the next level and building wealth in so many areas of life, not just financially, but definitely financially too, right? So that we can use that money to put it back into really good projects for the world and to keep building this thing that we've got going on so we can help people in a greater way, like, and just to keep activating people and, um, you know, and then supporting other 
projects or, or nonprofits or things like that so we can make the world a better place. Like one thing we do is called SLAM. It's like Sea Life Always Matters. And it's a nonprofit that we're starting behind the scenes. We don't talk about it that much, but we're really passionate about cleaning the ocean up, about protecting the animals and creating a better environment there. So we'd love to put, you know, even our own resources into that and to see something shifting in that area. But of course, with the ocean, it all starts on the land. So it's about education and empowerment and, you know, getting people behind these these choices that we can make that are so simple, but can make such a huge impact. I love that. So, that, so it's really tied into like, your long-term That's part of the, the greater vision. Yeah. Like I see like huge gala events and fundraisers and, you know, creating um, movies that are inspiring to educate people and just getting um, people connected to the truth. Right. I feel like so much of media, even social media is, not even the full truth it doesn't allow us to feel as empowered and as capable as we are right and so i want to provide a safe space for people to realize that within themselves wow that's amazing and i love to hear that vision and i i fully believe that you're going to do it and get there because it's you know we're the action takers we're the ones that are going to literally change the world by going and building businesses that are going to create this kind of impact. So I love that so much. So, I mean, Alicia, you were clearly killing it in the online space. You're doing such an amazing job. So my question is kind of what's the biggest challenge you're facing right now in your business? Well, I mean, I got an assistant, so that was cool. Like before that, oh man, I was just like, I can't keep up. Woo! Like not enough time in the day, even though I'm the one that's wrapping time around my experience. Um, Honestly, right now, my biggest challenge is finding that home and feeling super grounded in that place and, you know, um, having more than a carry-on luggage. I'm ready for that. And, I, you know, I, I want a couple more pairs of shoes. I'm a girl and some more dresses, right? And so it's not even a business challenge. It's just feeling like I have that environment around me that's so expansive and like grounding and inspiring right so i can start thinking even bigger i'm pretty tired of like renting airbnbs and living in other people's places on my own yeah and that's going to help you get to that next level in your business well honestly this has been super helpful for i bet a lot of people that have been listening very very fun episode it's great to learn a lot more about you and your story is there anything that we haven't talked about that you really want to share with the audience I mean, we didn't talk about believing in yourself, so I can quickly riff on that. Like, I truly believe no matter how successful or not you feel you are right now, I've recognized that, you know, believing in ourselves can be such a challenge. And, you know, just to remind everyone that, you know, believing in yourself is as simple as just like putting a smile on your face and saying, I can do this, like, and going past the fear mind and recognizing the fear mind is just part of the brain that's meant to protect you, but we actually have to challenge that part of our brain and, and go deeper and, and, and calm it, right? It's like a monster that's trying to take our energy away. It's like calming that. I'm running a free train right now called Drop Into Abundance, and that's what it is, dropping into the most powerful part of yourself, which is your heart and your soul, right? And when you tap into that place, it's made of belief. It's made of faith and love and connection and joy. So we, at that point, you know, 
everything else is extra, right? The, you know, the number one best-selling book is extra. The millions of dollars in the bank is extra. Like, but when you find that within yourself before all that stuff, it's just extra. You become more of that, right? And then you're not trying to accomplish these things to get something. And so I think we all have it backwards and it's good to remind ourselves every day and like flip the script, right? And just breathe into the, the fact that you are made of love, you are made of faith and joy, and it's all available to you now. I love that so much. Alicia, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been super, super fun to talk to you and to interview you. And uh, yeah, I've had a blast. Have you had fun? Yeah, it's been amazing. Thank you so much. No, I'm, I'm really grateful. And for anybody that's listening right now that wants to find out more about you, Alicia, to follow along with your journey, where's, where's a good place that they can go to carry on? And I'd love to find out about that, um, that program you're running as well. Like, let us know about that too. Um, so I'm on most, yeah, I'm on all platforms, Alicia Reb, A-L-E-C-I-A-R-E-P-P. -E um, I have aliciareb.com, but to be honest, it's not the most beautiful website, but I've never really depended on a website. Um, but my, my Facebook profile is where I pretty much spend the most of my time. Um, and yeah, I would love to connect with people and, and just see what your hopes and dreams are. And tell um, us about that free program you're running as well. You just mentioned it a second ago. Yeah, so I'm running a program right now called Drop Into Abundance. So I actually just spent a week in Cambodia and just like had my own mind blown with beautiful energy. And I felt that, you know, literal drop into abundance. I felt my energy just like, oh, fall, not fall, but like come down into this beautiful place. And I just felt incredible. And I knew in that moment I had to share that energy. So I asked my, my, my peeps if they wanted this kind of training and they're like, yes, we love it. I had so much like interest in it. So um, I've put it together. I have like a Facebook group of 88 people, which is funny because that's eight is the number of abundance. Wow, um, and now I'm like, I don't want to let anyone else in because it's at 88, but I will. No worries. <laughs> um, and it's been amazing. I'm, I'm not teaching like an abundance training like everyone else. Like, here's your cute journal prompts and go about your day. It's like, it's like really detailed and organized trainings on how to, I, I'm in one of the previous podcasts, we talked about like the stuff piling up on the side and the front and the back. Like I go into way more detail about that. Um, and then the second training is actually a meditation slash like active visualization. And then the third training, which I'm going to record probably this week sometime is going to be more of the practical stuff. Like, you know, um, reprogram your subconscious mind and, some powerful writing exercises and and kind of bring it all together into like something really powerful so yeah that's fun. amazing and how and how can people join in is there a url or um yeah it's just uh, i believe facebook.com slash like group slash drop into abundance i'm pretty sure um, I can find you abundance. And what we'll do is we'll make sure to put a link of that down into the show notes as well. So people can go and check it out and get involved, which I think would be super amazing. But yeah, yeah. Alicia, I'm super thankful for you being on the episode. Um, I'm, I'm really excited to see what you do over the next couple of years and next couple of months as well. I love everything you're doing with um, finding that place and bringing people to events and the stuff you're going to be doing with the books and the podcast and everything like that. So very, very mm -hmm. exciting. Thanks so much for being on the episode. And yeah, maybe we'll get you back on in the future, huh? I'd love to. Thank you so much. <laughs> Great. Thank you so much, Alicia. 
Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you wanna listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually wanna interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.